Hi. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was horrible. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Ready? Yeah. Hello everyone. Welcome back to How Come. Sorry about those sound issues. This episode's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Before we get to that, let's just remind everybody about our live show, April 25th. Um, I just finalized the lineup of who is doing stand-up. Ashley Heseltine from Girls Gotta Eat podcast. Khalid Rahman and LeClerc Andre from the F and Up podcast. You've seen them on Conan and The Tonight Show. Ben DeMarco, my boyfriend. You've seen him on MTV. Oh, and Courtney McGinnis. Um, and she isn't. E- she's not even been a guest on How Come. She will be probably. But her boyfriend was a guest on How Come, Casey James Salango, and his podcast, The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly, is the one responsible for my first orgasm. So um, Courtney's amazing. I was just on her podcast, and she's going to be at that live show, Stand Up New York, April 25th, 7 o'clock. I think the doors open, and then the show starts at 7.30. We're going to have the stand-up show and then a live podcast where Charlotte and I interview Lola Jean, sexual wellness expert um, extraordinaire. She just came back from like a whirlwind tour um, teaching sex to everyone around the world and um now she's going to talk to us about squirting and sexting and how to do both um so i'm very excited for that go to standupny.com use our promo code how come for 25 percent off um we've got some other promo codes over the course of this episode so look out for those because they're really really good um and then we also just wanted to make a little point about last episode um our friend lev for the comedian um he was on the show and he said some point about Jordan Peterson. Um, he was like, I know Jordan Peterson is like generally seen as bad, but he said da 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 that like spoke to me. At the time, we did not personally know who Jordan Peterson was. Um, we don't endorse Jordan Peterson. A lot of you wrote to us and were like, I can't believe you even included him. Like, I had no idea what he was talking about. I thought he was talking about like, I don't know, some guy who taught game like some pickup artist no um so charlotte gave me a little blurb that i can teach you all a little bit about jordan peterson um he's a canadian right-wing professor um two years ago he was a popular professor at the university of toronto and a practicing clinical psychologist who offered self-improvement exercises on youtube um he does not fully endorse the far right but he flirts with their memes and overlaps with them on many issues um peterson's beliefs attract a heterogeneous audience that includes christian conservatives atheist libertarians centrist pundits and neo-nazis often they demonize the left and downplay dangers from the right his arguments are riddled with conspiracy theories and crude distortions of subjects including postmodernism, gender identity and canadian law that lay outside of his field of expertise um, his title and profession also lends him an illusion of credibility his supporters many of whom are intellectually curious are quite aggressive even physically threatening those that don't agree with them while he doesn't outright support these acts of violence he doesn't necessarily deter them either um so yeah no i don't enjoy <laughs> neither of us endorse jordan peterson um at all um also i heard he said something that like trans people um using their pronouns was like a disservice to him um he's just a fucking asshole so no we don't endorse that um today's guest is the opposite the anti-jordan peterson uh no um but today's guest is wonderful amazing um an icon are you ready for this week's guest? Oh, God. I'm I am so born ready. excited. Okay, you guys know her from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7 and RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 2. She is the only high-class Russian whore. She has a one-woman show right now called Help Me, I'm Dying. She has a web show with Trixie Mattel. Um, she's 
probably my favorite queen of all time. You may know her as Ekaterina Petrovna Zamalochikova, but your dad just calls her Katya. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's actually uh, perfect, perfect. How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna just. Welcome, Katya Zamalochikova. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure, a privilege, an honor, and um, I couldn't be more thrilled. Oh, I'm so thrilled. <laughs> okay, so you and I went to the same school. BU. BU. We both went to Boston University. We met a few months ago on your amazing podcast, Whimsically yeah, Volatile. That was a fun time. Really fun time. Your fans are the nicest people. Hello. Welcome, fans who are welcome. fans of both Hello. now. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, God, are you going to throw up? Are you pregnant? No. Oh, my God, I wish. No, I don't. Do you want to have a baby? No, I don't at all. I think that would be so rude to bring a baby into the world right now. (laughs) Like, they'd be like, why did you do this? (laughs) Yeah, how dare you? Like, it's fucked up here. My brother just had a baby. I'm a nephew. I mean... I'm a a nephew. I'm a nephew again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an uncle, and it's 10 weeks old, and he doesn't sleep, and I just think that babies... It's just horrible. You would not want to have one? No. No. I would... No, I would send it away. Yeah. And never come back for it. Are you from Boston originally? Marlboro. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. You were a, a gymnast. No, no, I mean, I, I took okay. gymnastics. I'm not any good at it. I'm pretty good on a trampoline. Like they I always have, sold you as like a little gymnast. But I'm, I mean, but you're not. Okay. if you talk to a gymnast, like I'm literally three-year-olds can do better stuff than I can. Okay. Um, actually, in drag, there's a gymnast, uh, a drag queen named Sonique. Mm-hmm. She's in L.A., she does this thing. She wears like this tiny little bikini thing with a thong. Mm-hmm. She has a back handspring and lands into a split. And it is so beautiful. But then you're always like, you're left kind of wondering, what is the, where, where is the, is how it? is the, what? And that it just, it's so cool. I know. I so um, cool. I think my first drag show was like La Cajo Fall. Okay. And I was just like looking at them and I was like, where sure. is it? And like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit the mystery, the magic of live theater. But I know now. Rhea oh, she told you, yeah. taught me. Yeah. And now every guy, I'm like, put your balls in your hole. <laughs> well, I... I want to see your balls go in some, your hole. Some guys can't do it. Um, I just met this girl whose husband has the, like a, a giant b- ball sack. It's like an avocado. Yeah. And he yeah. can't, there's no room. There's no yeah, room. Yeah, I know. Every guy. I've, I've literally asked a bunch of, I'm not that, no, I have one boyfriend, but every guy that I'm friends with, every I'm like, hey, have you ever like tried to stick your balls up into they all say they're too big? up there? They're like, no, and oh, I couldn't off. do that. It would be no, too big. No, yeah. they can. Yeah. But I think in that situation, probably like the, dick is up the whole no no well, no um, right? so the balls go up and the no? dick goes around down and around but well, what about with a thong it goes in it goes basically it's covered by the thong okay because it's between the cheeks yeah yeah but, but then with a back handspring that's what i'm saying dude that's why it's so in a in a straddle split yeah that's that's incredible insane. yeah what's well, i think it's probably a testament to the power of uh tape adhesives. also though like with a vagina i feel like I've had mishaps, like just like no shit, like yeah. like your li- your lip will fall out yeah. sometimes. I don't know how any, I don't know. I'm always like, I know it's creepy because it's kind of like a kids sport, but like at the Olympics, I always think now about like, wow, they must have to do, they probably do laser hair removal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because those yeah. leotards are like coochie cutting leotards. Yeah. Um, 
and there's never razor burn. Totally. I grew Granted, up doing ballet sugar. and that was like a big thing because I oh. developed early. So okay. like I was like having to like shave my armpits or like my pubes or whatever, like before you get in your tights, like, oh my God, it feels yeah. so weird. I hate, are you, how old were you when you were doing gymnastics though? I was, I started late in, um, probably like 13, 14, 15. I only did it for a few years. Did you get made fun of? No, I was already, I was weird. Plus gymnastics was the least weird thing I did. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like a very weird kid. Um, or like, um, antisocial, I guess, mm. but I got along with everybody. Okay. Um, but I wanted to, I only did gymnastics cause I wanted to go to the circus. I wanted to learn specific uh, skills to be an acrobat, to go join Cirque du Soleil. Cool. I always think about when I watch Cirque du Soleil, like how do you know that you're good at some of that shit? I know. Well, unless I know. you just start try like oh let me balance on my brother's feet to see if we're any good at this <laughs> i know if you're not part of like a weird village circus like lineage um like how do you fall into that it's wild well actually a lot of the a lot of the acrobats are um come from the gymnast world actually and Cirque du Soleil recruits uh, a lot of gymnasts like at the Olympic level who don't get gold, silver, or bronze. But just like extra sad ones? No. Not- <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are alone? Yeah, yeah. Never make it to the podium, you loser. Um, <laughs> no, but there's like, actually there's a, yeah, a bunch of Americans and it's a sweet gig because mm-hmm. what do you do with, I mean, once you've done, you retire at 18. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, but you know, all that work and you're just going to be a lawyer. Yeah. So they get to, you know, go do that and it's cool. And you didn't get recruited by any. Oh God, Jesus. No. I mean, I, oh, I had a terrifying, speaking of anxiety, we were talking about anxiety before. Mm -hmm. I had a horrifying um, fear of a, competition Mm -hmm. i did not want to compete Mm -hmm. i just wanted to learn and and do and yeah 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 yeah. and so i like flipped out um before the first uh, meet we had and i never went back i kind of have i mean i know that you struggle with anxiety a lot you've been pretty like public about it i have insane anxiety too and i feel like that that's a similar thing that i've never been good in competition like when it becomes a mental sport i'm like nope Forget i'm it. out fuck it yeah 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 i can do the best to my physical ability yeah i kind of saw that we were rewatching um all stars and like you like had checked out pretty early it seemed like like you were still killing it in the competition but mm-hmm. like if you would end up in the bottom two as like a fluke or whatever you mm-hmm. just kind of be like okay yeah like oh, i don't yeah. really yeah it's fine I mean, it, I don't, I mean, it's so weird to do that kind of thing. Like, cause I'm not competitive. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to, it's like, I always, I admire and am entertained by that kind of personality. Like, especially Russians. Like my yeah. favorite Russian gymnast was like, you know, it's like gold or nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't have that part of, I don't, yeah. I'm just not competitive. So any, but so being in the show was weird because you have to be, you have to fake being competitive. Totally. Because you have to be like, I'm here to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to crush all these whores yeah. and I'm going to show the, blah, blah. you know, and you have to like do it in a way that's not cheesy and forced. Totally. It's kind of like on The Bachelor, how you have to be like, I, I really see a future with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. He's like my dream guy. Those, okay. You have to tell me, so I've never seen those shows, but I know about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and I am having a hard time, like, I feel like a, the suspension of disbelief is like dropping into like an extreme naivete that they actually, what the it's, ulterior motive is like the main motive is to be famous, right? Not to actually fall in love. I believe so. Like to parlay in an entertainment career? I don't know. I don't know. Or I don't, is it just kind of like, is it, um, is it three birds, one stone? Like, 
um, I want to be famous. I want to be I famous. Wanna I want to fall in love. And I want everybody to know about it. Yeah. 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 Or, and I want an entertainment career. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. just trying to like multitask. Well, that's what I think was going on on this season was one of the girls dropped out because she was like, oh, wait, I, he's going to pick me. Like, I don't want to be the fucking wife of this guy. Right. She just wanted to be a runner up so she could be bachelorette next season. That's usually the goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like on Drag Race, you like get to the final four, but you don't win so you can be an all-star. Oh. Maximize your screen time. Double it. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Strategy. I would, I would, if I had to watch the Bachelorette shows, I would have to do it with a completely like dumb, naive, yeah, mind. Like, yeah. But I think love. some of the people who are looking for love, like, might be kind of dumb and naive as well. Oh, great! And well, that's which is wonderful. why it might work out. Yeah, like they're okay. just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, I like that. Then. My thing is that it's interesting to me, just from like an anthropological perspective, that oh, pe- yeah. everyone becomes polyamorous on the show do they really i mean no no but that's what i'm saying essentially you have one person dating like like a million people and it's like we all have the same boyfriend like they say that yes i'm like with sister wife shit yeah and i'm like could you translate that into real life because a lot of people are always like i could never be polyamorous but then the second like a reality show comes (laughs) into play (laughs) absolutely 37 women are suddenly poly i could never like i have uh, dated guys and hooked up with guys who are obviously like doing dating other people, hooking up with other people. And I never ever want to know about it. I, really? I don't. Yeah. I don't want to know about it. I, it's, I'm a very jealous person. I'm like, same. I'm very, that road, that mental road. Like I go down it very quick of like, you know, comparing and all that crap. And I just don't want any part of that. Yeah. I could never imagine like, being in a situation, my first instinct would be to just leave, yeah, not compete, and just be like, not subject myself to that kind of like humiliation. Yeah, it's like yeah. Degra- it's degrading. What's interesting? So, okay, do you know who Carly Chertino is from mm-hmm. Slut Ever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's great, and we just had her on an episode, and um, she did a whole episode about Polly. And there's a word called compersion, compersion, which is when it's like the opposite of jealousy. It's like when you feel happy because of your partner's pleasure in someone else. Okay. And they have these like wrestling classes that she showed um, where like poly couples like become more comfortable with compersion and you see your person like wrestling with somebody else and getting joy out of it. And they say it like helps because what is known is less threatening than the unknown. So like the way that you and I are jealous, we'll like picture people hooking up with other people and like yeah. go down the spiral of like, it's yeah. more passionate than it is with me. And it's, right. you, you're psyching yourself up more about like what's unknown than like, that's yeah, good point. Seeing it in per, I don't know. I so it's like, um, like a lighter version of cuckolding. Compersion. Eh, compar- it's like, it's, but it sounds really nice. It's supposed to be nice. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're having a great time over yeah. there. Good for you, man. We'll just like see that you guys have a separate bond that also makes you happy. Okay, that sounds like, um, yeah, it sounds like a like a primitive. It's like the paleo diet for relationship therapy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like sounds like, um, uh, like what monkeys do. Yeah, like, like a, bonobos. They like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> They literally do, though. They f- like people and their families. They're all fucking and stuff. Oh, really? Incest mm-hmm. in the community? The bon- bonobos, bonobos? Oh, so much community. incest in the bonobos that's community. Hot. Oh, my God. Do you want me to open the... No, that's hot. I mean, sexy. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you reach for the water at the same time. Like, yeah. It's hot in here. Oh, monkey. Incest monkeys. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh. 
You're not an only child. No, I have um, an older brother and a younger sister. Yep, middle child. Was your family fairly open and accepting? Like too much. Really? Yeah, Yeah, my uncle was gay. My mom's brother was gay. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so when I came out, it was a technicality and there was like, you know, everybody knew. And um, although my parent, my mother is so cute. She was like, I didn't know. I was like, oh my God. As if that's supposed to be like kind of like a, a compliment too. Yeah, I I don't know what it was supposed to be. Like, all it all it means to me is that you're completely detached from reality. Right, like you like, don't know me. You don't know. I mean, yeah. I played with dolls since I was three. Was, anyways, yeah. But they're so great. So it was like we had a nice little safe bubble in our house. And I didn't get bullied. It was nice. That's awesome. Never got beaten up. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. I like that story. Yeah. It, ugh, kids are rotten. Kids are rotten. Kids are rotten. And I know that because I was a rotten kid. Bro, no. you really? Did you beat people up? No, you no, no, no. But, um. Were you rambunctious? No, you know what? I think I did passive aggressive stuff. Okay. M- mind games, manipulation. Like one time there were, oh, this is, I'm going to cut this. Yeah. Don't, don't say it. Is it, is it? Oh, that's so, that's so cinematic. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, at least I was creative. Yeah. Where was the family a sexual family? We Would fucked they... all the time. Yeah, bonobo style. Yeah, we're still fucking. That's great. Yeah, my dad's about to. He's about sixty-five now. Mm-hmm. Still. Oh my god. New no, hip. Two. Really? Actually, yeah, he does have two new hips. Yeah. Okay, great. Hip replacement surgery at 40 years old, though. He's a martial arts master. Whoa. Karate since 18. Yeah, he's a fifth degree black belt. And he has his own studio. He's had for, forever. The, my, ugh, my parents are the coolest, most wonderful human beings in the world. They sound amazing. Yeah, mom's a psychiatric nurse. She's like so funny, so wonderful. So they can just take care of everything, too. Yeah. My brother's a physiotherapist. My sister's a vet. It's like anything's mm-hmm. wrong with you. They have it all figured out. Did you have like a, a very medical sex talk because of that? Or was it like... We never had a sex talk. Really? No. Have you had a sex talk? Yeah. Like like a few of them. That's what I've been saying is like there shouldn't be like a sex talk. Just like, one. Just like the one time <laughs> we're going to talk about yeah, this. is Never like to be brought up again. So weird as a concept. Like it's like being like, like tell, talking about like food once. Yeah. Well, you only have sex once, so I guess you only it just have sex meant, yeah, once. Yeah. yeah. Make no, it count. Yeah. I feel like I used to come to my mom with questions, like specific yeah. questions. Yeah, I never did that. Okay. Because I mean, what am I going to do? Like, um, like talking hey. about anal sex or like pre-com or like um, I never learned how to shave properly, which was I think weird. Why didn't your dad teach you how to shave? Because I didn't. I think it was. I think there was like. Um, there was general sense of awkwardness because I was like a goth kid who was like okay. hated like listen to German industrial music in my dark like room Rammstein. and like cut my arms you know like weirder than Rammstein like just bizarre and it was just like generally very um, unapproachable. Okay. So I think I kind of like didn't the the atmosphere wasn't exactly like conducive for yeah, talk. For, yeah, exactly totally. for like the father son bonding experience. Although we have a great relationship, he's awesome. But yeah, I, it was just kind of, but that's gay people. They're on their own. Not with the internet. The information's mm-hmm. super highway. What about your uncle though? Uh, well, we stopped fucking when I was like 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, funny enough, he used to, he used to make fun of me for being like a pansy when I was younger oh. and I didn't know he was gay. Cause he's like a gruff kind of racist townie. Uh-huh. Um, 
but the antique collection gives it away. Yeah. Um, we didn't have much of a relationship, and um, being gay is so weird. When did you find out that he was gay? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Maybe like when I was a teenager. Like, I feel like I would be resentful. I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was like, don't make fun of me for liking dolls, you fucking pansy thag. But also, like, how come you haven't helped me through anything? Right. Well, here's a great thing. The, a wonderful lesson I learned is that just because you're gay doesn't mean anything else. Because, yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, you can still be ignorant, racist, uh, yep. stupid, blah, blah, blah. I'm not calling him those things. No, but sure. He was the, you know, he's just kind of like not a towny guy. Yeah, no. Just on the podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, it was like, uh, it would have been so nice to have like a gay mentor. Yeah. Also creepy maybe, but who knows? Do you have a drag mom? I don't. Mm-hmm. Drag orphan, gay orphan. But you pick up things here and there. The best thing I learned um, in drag from like my, like a surrogate drag mom, uh, this big Panamanian drag queen in Misery mm-hmm. told me that you can use Dawn dishwashing liquid to take your makeup off. Cool. And it comes off in a flash. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I feel like it's so difficult to take off my own makeup and it's not like industrial strength drag makeup. Yeah, it's not spackle over sandpaper. It's ridiculous. Like, where does anyone get the money to start drag? Like, Or like continue doing drag. It's yeah. not like you make money really. No, it's a very expensive hobby. I stole most of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Mopping. Mopping. Yes, mm. right. I mopped most of it. I worked at a drag store and so I stole most of my stuff to kind of make ends meet and turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's super expensive. Like just to get in drag is like a thousand bucks. Literally. Yeah. Literally. It's so much fucking makeup. If it's a little bit less, then you're not even going to look an adequate amount of good. So you might as well not leave the house. Right. You might as well just kill yourself. You might as well just kill yourself. (laughs) Honestly. No. Um, Although I do look exactly like a woman. I mean, you do look exactly like a woman. It's crazy, like when you're dressed. I mean, Not right now. Right now, you're bald. I'm bald. Yeah, I'm a bald, uh, bald <laughs> faggy fuck. Is that what? That's what me and Trixie call it. Um, yeah, I I look like a, a math teacher dying of cancer. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's totally. The, yeah. Just a matter of time. That's handing amazing. Handing book reports. Yeah. <laughs> It's awful. And nobody's mad about it either. No, they're just like, like eh. you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Did you see that movie with Ryan Gosling as the, the um, crack smoking uh, elementary school teacher? Mm-mm. It's called Half Nelson. It's really No, I don't think out. I like him as much as other people do. Okay. Sure. That's fair. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. He's great in this though. Okay. He smokes crack in the bathroom. Well, okay. <laughs> so... How how do you just start drag then without the internet and without a parent? Um, well, so I moved I moved to the big city and then um, I was I a got a job at the drag town. store. I got a job at the mm-hmm. drag store in Boston, and then all the drag queens shopped there, okay. so I got to know them. Okay, and then I got put in one show, and then it just kind of steamrolled from there. But it took like I. Performed in drag for like 10 years before I went on the show, mm-hmm. the dragger show. And I looked awful for most of it, like really yeah. bad. I look, I look back at the pictures and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, and I thought it was, you just think you're so, like, I remember at the time feeling like I am more attractive than Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Like I am Charlize Theron. <laughs> and, I, and I look like fucking dog shit. 
It's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, the but that's so nice. Is lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I look at pictures now of times when I'm like, oh, I look so cute then. But I remember at the time thinking I was disgusting. Oh, okay. Like it's a nice little flip that's of that. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember your first wig? Oh, yeah, I do. And it was really fucking gross. It was a, a black lady bus driver wig that had gelled spiky tips and I wore it backwards. <laughs> it was just like, it doesn't make any sense. And I did, a, I did a Russian techno song from the 90s. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. That's Were you Katya from the beginning? Yeah. 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 From the very, very beginning, I did like the, the, the Russian character. Um, started at school, at art school, just as like a gag. And then um, I started performing as it. Only like in Rus- with Russian songs, mm-hmm. it just didn't make any. It was just like weird. I just liked it, and um, yeah, and then that's it. And I looked rotted. I mean, I used to wear white pancake makeup, do like a thick line of dark red blush, mm-hmm. green circle on the eye, a droopy <laughs> black lash, and then like a thin villainous lip. And it was um, oh, so ugly. Avant garde, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it was interesting. Yeah, performance yeah. art. It's performance, performance art. art. Marina AKA bad makeup. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> AKA don't know how to do it good. <laughs> and then other people helped you with makeup or? Yeah, yeah like okay. I have friends who are like either really good at it or like actual makeup artists like tell me like, yeah. this is how you put on mascara, you stupid bitch. Yeah. And yeah. And now it's like you can learn it in 45 minutes on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. It's insane. What about dancing? Because you can dance real well. I'm an extremely talented You're dancer. You're extremely talented at dancing. It, it, it is. It even like if I see clips of it, I'm even. It blows my (laughs) mind. (laughs) No, I'm not. I did take a beginner ballet with Anna Meyer, uh, maybe two semesters. Okay. Um, extracurricular, and um, I don't know. I'm not a good dancer. I can't really dance. I can't do the flossing thing. I tried at the club the other night to do that. Yeah, but you have like good movements. Like it. I can um be um, I can be compelling. Yes. Quite. Yeah, that's, oh, that's he, that. <laughs> I was just compelled. <laughs> I liked, you guys I, didn't see it, but I like to prance and I like to prowl. Mm-hmm. And I like to um to like pose. That's it's like very feminine though. Like Yeah, it's like, vamping. It's vamping. Like more tapped into any female sexuality that I have. Okay. Probably. Okay. I don't know. No. Uh, I used to be good when I was younger. (laughs) How old are you? 29. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Were you jacking off in the house? Was that allowed? Uh, Yeah. I remember when I started to jack off, I, so I used to do it in the shower. So this would be like three showers a day mm. like nobody know like nobody knew what was going on and i remember i the i went downstairs and my brother's friends were at the kitchen table and i had like um i just come from the shower maybe my third shower of the day and i had a um i had like a red it looks like i had whacked myself on the um forehead or something like that yeah and they're they're going like they were like making fun of me like i had like so hard i had whacked myself on the okay. and i remember specifically just the idea of people knowing no, that i was jerking yeah. off so they knew they knew that like they got my number and I was like, Oh no. Um, and it was like, what was the thing from your head? On- I have no idea, but it, it was totally unrelated, but oh, it was like, I thought it was like you leaning on the tile it with your been. forehead. Could have been, could have mm-hmm. been. I think I was like also fucked shampoo, not shampoo bottles, but like something. Used um, shampoo. No. Or some kind of something. I forget what it was. A Pantene bottle. Perhaps. Big mouth. Yeah big mouth and then um my also my brother's friend told me to stick a finger up my ass and um how old were you i was probably like four 13 maybe 12 and that was 
after you had jacked this off. This is like around the time that I was discovering how to do it. Yeah. Um, and he like, he told me how to do it. And then he was a big fat, big fat, gross man. Um, and, uh, and he made fun of me. He's like, like set, he set me up for humiliation with the finger thing. I was like, but it felt good. Wait, so he was telling you to do stuff. Yeah, it was weird. It was like he was As, he was trying to take the piss, but also be helpful. And also it was a little bit horny, but not at all. Did he end up being gay? I have no idea. I don't think he's alive anymore. Oh. But um, he could be. Mm-hmm. He was, um, I, I felt bad for him. Not the time because he was a dick, but he was like, he was very overweight and not very attractive. Yeah. With a bunch of like fit, attractive boys. Yeah. So he was kind of the black sheep of the, the group. And so he would, he would get really resentful and, and act out in a lot of ways that were very ugh, ugly. But And he would just be like, oh, I'm going to tell my friend's little brother yeah. to jack off. Yeah, and then stick a, and like, then stick a finger, finger up. His, his well, he didn't stick a finger up my ass, but he told me to do no, it myself. No, told you to do But it, then yeah. I, when I reported back, he was like, oh my God, you did that, gay! I was like, uh, you know what I mean? So, did he so tell lame. anyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's terrible. Lame. It's lame. Horrible. But that wouldn't happen today, which is great. No, it would. Well, it wouldn't be allowed. Oh, other people would check each other. Yeah, I think. And I think it would be like, yeah. So what? Maybe I'm. That's wishful thinking. I I find though that there are still little pockets where people think they're safe, and they'll mm. make some, like they'll look around and be like, yeah, okay, or gay. like it's so you know weird. or whatever, right. and it's like right. it's so strange, especially the butt thing because. Um, there's nothing, there's really nothing homosexual or gay or faggy about no. getting stuff up your butt. That's part, it's a body system that has a pleasure center in it's it. Objective, like it's just like scientific, yeah. objective. Lots like, of straight guys yeah. like stuff up their butts. And it's only a couple inches up there, the prostate. Totally. Yeah. Did that one finger experience put you off it after he made Oh, no, I, I was into it. You were I like, no, it. I, I already like, cool. liked it. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. I think that's good because a lot of people don't start with a finger. They just are like, oh, I'm just going to go full anal. Oh, Jesus. Mary and Joseph. I could never, um, I was recently talking, oh, I had sex. I had sex the other day. Ooh. I just got off tour, the first leg of a little Ooh. tour, and I had, um, I got to hook up with this one. I'm, he was so attractive. Actually, can I show you a picture of his ass? Yeah. It's just very fun. Um, he was a wonderful guy. He was a personal trainer and he, he trained me for free. And then we went, isn't that a lovely butt? Oh my God. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, super nice guy. Very attractive. We had. I love him. We had sexual stuffs going on. And it was, mm-hmm. it's so great. Did you meet on at a show? Or? Yeah, I brought him up on stage and, and did oh like a God. as a during a, uh, as a bit during one of my shows and like did a lap dance on him and then um I was just like oh my God this guy is so attractive it's ridiculous and then um yeah we just kind of hit it off and hung out it was fun amazing very cool how did he find you after or you found him he went to the meet and greet and Great. then I told him I blew Great. up at kindergarten just to hear him fart in my face or something like that. And then, um, and then online, you know, (laughs) but I, I wasted a whole day because I didn't know, like, it's always so weird with the fans. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's almost impossible to tell if they're really interested. Totally. And also if you're like overstepping, like if you're taking advantage of the situation, because I've gotten into plenty of situations where we're naked in the bed and, and it's clear too late that they are not, that they don't want to be there. They're no, that they're, 
their body doesn't want to be there, but their brain is interested. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, because their brain wants to say, I went home with Katya. Yeah. And also, hey, was Violet really a bitch on season seven? You know what I mean? And like, uh, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. Not when my peener's out. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's always like really dicey. But um, so, and I've been like, I usually say like, do you want to have sex? I'd love to have sex with you. Mm. Do you want to have, I just say really like Rain Man, like, yeah. you know, and they think it's a joke. So it right. doesn't work. Right. You know, Ugh, it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not into the whole like, hi, I'll like just be like, coy and see. Yeah. Like a picture on your Instagram. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm that type of person that's just like going to be approached ever. Like, why do you say that? What are you talking about? Because I'm a bitch and people oh, okay. just, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't think you're a bitch, eh. but do you give off the bitchy vibe? I think so. Unapproachable? Yeah. Okay. I think I have a too approachable vibe. You have a too approachable yeah. vibe. Because people literally come up to and like scream in my face. Oh, well, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. That's true. Oh. One day, uh, once when I landed in Rio in Brazil, fans came to the airport to greet me, found out what flight I was on. Mm-hmm. And then two of them um, approached me romantically and we had a threesome. Nice. Right then and there. Yeah. Where, what do you mean? Like. At the airport? No, we, we drove to their apartment from the airport. So sick. Isn't that great? Yeah. I was going to be like, guy and a girl? No. No, two guys. Two guys. Yeah. You've never slept with a girl. I, I have not slept. I haven't had vaginal intercourse. That sounds... Kissing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kissing, everything. I had girlfriends growing up. Oh, yeah, really? until eighth grade. Yep. No way. Yeah, from fourth grade to eighth grade. Did you genuinely like them? Yeah, I did. Interesting. Yep. And mm-hmm. you are 100% gay or bi or... Um, I th- I'm, pr- I'm gay. Not happy. I'm not gay. happy. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm, um, yeah, I think I'm gay. I mean, I don't know. I, I have been noticing uh, a trend among the youths where they're kind of, there seems to be less of an interest and in a, um, uh, urgency to label. label. Yeah. And I know it's, it, it's like, oh, I don't believe in labels or whatever. I know labels are very useful, but, um, it's cool. It's I like, think it is cool. It is cool. And I kind of like aspire to that. Although I, I am like, I'm pretty gay. I don't think I'm going to be having, um, vaginal intercourse soon, but who knows? I mean, whatever. What if the vagina was attached to a man? See, absolutely. You don't know. Or what if? Yeah, because there's so many. Um, yeah, I like to keep the whole um, keep things open. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, so see, you don't know what you are. No. No. <laughs> no. Nobody does. Nobody does. Don't put yourself in a It's box. all just skin, baby. <laughs> It's all just skin and bone. Psoriasis. Psoriasis. So, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, I'm pretty gay, faggy, fag, homo. (laughs) Has anybody you've dated ever had a problem with Katya? Um, no, but I haven't really dated many people. Okay, like all of the people I have dated, I met through that area, so they were like, it was never like a awkward introduction. Right? Yeah, it's like. We yeah. kind of knew her first. Yeah. And, I, and I've like... Now we have to get to know Brian. Right, right, right. Ugh. Oh, Ugh, brother. Oh. And, um, <laughs> but I fucked a lot of guys in drag, which was great. And um, got a lot Both of... Both of you? Or just you in drag? Me in drag. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no actually. Not yeah. a Kai Kai. Never done the Kai Kai. Okay. No. I, it's too, too much going on. Have you ever fucked somebody in drag while you're not in drag? No, I Interesting. haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I would not. Okay. I don't think. Do you feel, I mean, I've, I know the answer to this. You feel differently when you're having sex in drag than when you're doing it out of drag? Only like just the technicality of like wearing a wig. I feel hotter. 
Mm. I mean, physically hotter. Like, yeah. Temperature yeah, yeah, yeah. And just more uncomfortable. And like, don't touch my hair. <laughs> yeah. Or like, and I, you know, it's just like the, it's just an extra level of like, okay. It's the fantasy for somebody else. Yeah. And it's really just like um, a crude base level. It's almost like um, a stick figure. You just have to have all these little um, dashes and dots. Like it's, mm-hmm. you, you make the very faint approximation of a woman, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to actually look anything like one. But as long as there's long hair, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's like a shitty Velcro loaf wig, but there, okay. you know, and there's like some kind of like maybe a broad indicate that you have or will have breasts mm-hmm. at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, so there's that. And that's pretty much it. Like the guys are very, the guys who go for that kind of thing, like the cross dressers, mm-hmm. you could put a wig on a fire hydrant and they just start <laughs> humping that. It's like really, it's pretty low stress. To be honest, but this the fan that you met up with, you met up with not in drag, not in drag, and okay. there's always that anxiety of like, oh. do they expect me? Yeah, and, or, or do they like? Do they really? Can they see me? Just like, oh god, it sounds so cheesy. Can they, they see, see me, me for me? me? Oh. <laughs> um, which sometimes is like not a Hannah good thing. Montana. Yeah, I should... <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. I I get it now. Yeah. Wow, wow, the depth. The all depth. these years later. All these years. The best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like one of those things that's like, does um, Renee Zellweger look beautiful if she's not famous? That's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah. Yeah. She's I think really so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Um, <laughs> like um, Seth Rogen. Yes. I'd fuck him. I would too. But probably only because he's famous. Mm, I can't tell if like if I met him and he was still equally funny. Well, I'd yeah, be like, as, oh my all, god, he assuming, has promise. Assuming that he's like all of those things. Yeah. Like he's in the movies. Yeah. I'd fuck him. But probably because he's famous. I, I'm not going to fame fuck him, but I'm just saying like it adds a but level But it adds of, a little. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It sweetens the deal. Does it though? Because I don't no, want anything doesn't. out of it. Yeah. In fact, it's much more of a hassle. Yeah, and then it's like people. There's more people competing. Oh yeah, forget to, it. This is okay. So this is something I always thought about when I was growing up because I used to be a massive like rock and roll. Like I, I okay. my biggest fantasy, and this is like the least feminist thing you'll probably ever hear me say on this podcast. But my dream in life was to go back in time and be a groupie. Really? In the '80s, like a banger sister. Like yeah, exactly. For uh, like, like uh, a, Def Leppard and Van Halen and, and Guns N' Roses Guns N- okay. and yeah, like and just like fuck, like there was you this want to fuck them all, just fuck them all, like the hot ones, be their like girlfriends and okay. fuck them and travel with them. Okay. And there was this one woman who like I'd seen documentary of where she would make molds of everyone's yeah, yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw, yeah. remember cool. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, she seems amazing. So then I would see in the documentaries of like VH1 behind the music, like. Okay, then Axl Rose got married or whatever. And I'd be like, you can't get married if you're a rock star. Like, you have to share your penis with the world. <laughs> your public property. You know, like now yeah. your public property. Do you th- feel like people kind of feel that for you? Like that, like, you know, we like you. Now you owe us something. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. It's weird. You get the sense of it anyways. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also, I get a little bit, um, there's like a, a defined... Stan culture, what like Jim Stan. Jim Stan? Stan is yeah. like it's like somebody who really really likes something a lot. Yeah, I yeah. stand. I stand. Yeah, we have decided to stand. <laughs> um, and there's like a ling- lingo to it, and there's it's like 
to me, it always seems like a consumer and a product type of thing, type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's more of that kind of phenomenon that makes me uncomfortable that I'm like a thing that people yeah, choose to like. And then, I mean, I don't know. I didn't even choose to like you. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. I mean, I don't know. Like uh, the um, we w- oh oh but yeah, have owing like something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, and I think those that those kind of things. I have all those like thoughts, and um, I feel all those kind of like uh, pressures. But that's they're so unproductive and useless. It's just like it's a waste of time. Totally. You know. Where are you going? Are you leaving? Oh, amazing. So, it, you guys, we're at Tim's house in LA. I love <laughs> wow. Tim. Tim. You guys, Tim's the cutest boy I've ever seen. He's going to go smoke some wacky He's going to go smoke some That's uh, what, right. wacky tobacco. That's right. Um, You don't smoke weed, though. No. Now. I no. It actually, like, uh, I think Triggers. it contributes to um, yeah. psychosis. psychosis. For, yeah, because this... This stuff is off the chain. Yeah. This sativa is like, woo. Especially out here. Yeah. And I was like getting real magical in my thinking. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. I talk about weed a lot on this podcast and I realize like I should be a little more careful because I know personally, I think it works for me. Yeah, sure. But for like, it's not going to work for everyone. And like, if you do have like tap it, like that psychosis it could tap into, or if like you have other drugs that it's going to trigger, like don't. Do there's other stuff that can relax you? Yeah. So you had three. How many girls pass out at this meeting? Great. Oh, there was a few. Yeah, they got really, really, like just overwhelmed and i get it i mean there's a lot of people i would never go to a meet and greet i would never probably go to i would never go to the club gigs that i do the mm-hmm. theater the theater shows are totally different you get to sit down and it's orderly and fine but, yeah but the sweaty club with packed and late and for, i don't know how they do it yeah it's nuts it's really cool that they do it and you do did all of them have anxiety problems so a lot of my fans do yeah 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 and that's why they're coming to see you yeah. because they're, but then they can't handle it because right. they've got such bad anxiety. It, yeah, totally. Which is so nuts. Comical. It's totally, it's a comedy of errors. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's really crazy. Well, yeah. and it's, I'm, you are coming off of kind of like a hiatus mm-hmm. or yeah. you took a break. Yeah, pretty for much. A while. Almost a year yeah. of touring anyways. And that was for mental health issues mostly yeah. or? Yeah. I, like I relapsed on drugs and went completely insane Okay, and had to go to rehab. And then, um, and then just kind of like, it took a while to, um, get to anywhere resembling like a baseline, like baseline level like of normal. Um, normal. Yeah. And I, I don't really, normal is so variant on whatever's going on in my life, but like, um, I didn't realize how manic. And in fact, like the first or couple episodes of the podcast we did, I was completely still nuts. So they're so manic. Like mm-hmm. I, I am a total crazy person. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I can't listen to them. They're. It's so like. Ugh. But um, yeah. It it took a while to kind of like calm down, so to speak. Totally. And yeah, and also I'm lucky that I don't have to work. Like I could. Right. I could take an extended period of time off yeah. and still be. Definitely alive, just cool. Is what? When was the first time that you started doing drugs when you were a teen? Or yeah, I um, smoking pot with my brother's friends 
I remember I got high the first, the first time I got high off weed was the night before my first day of seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. And I had smoked, I don't know if this, if you've experienced this, like I had smoked maybe six or seven times mm-hmm. before that, just never got high. Yeah. And then it finally hit me mm-hmm. and it was like, Whoa. Wow. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I think that I time it. for me was in like 10th grade or okay. something. Yeah. And then were you smoking every day? No, like um, we did weed and then we did acid and mushrooms and like, like nitrous oxide with mm-hmm. bits and stuff like kind of whatever. Um, and then I, and then it was like when I went to college, I did like, I tried cocaine and then like meth and then I never did heroin and I never did angel dust, angel dust. Mm. I had done. Yeah. I've the K and all the other stuff. The but most pills. of it was before drag then, right? During, during before, before, before during, during, yeah, actually like I got most of it out of my system in high school and then I went okay. to college and I was like, let's just work. Okay. Cause everybody was partying and I was like, eh, I kind of kind of did all that yeah. already, you know? Yeah. Um, but then, um, oh, but then I found speed, like, um, what is speed? Um, Adderall and Amphet- mm, just mm-hmm. generic amphetamine. Okay. Like prescribed. Okay. And that was just like, oh, lovely. Because you could get so much done or, or like... Yeah, because and it was also like clean high. It was yeah. like a dose. Yeah. It was, you know, um, I, I stole it from my roommate, so it wasn't mm-hmm. free, but, I, you know. But like it was, uh, it wasn't a street drug that was dirty and mm-hmm. unpredictable. Classy. It was extremely classy. Yes. Yeah. Have it with a white wine the spritzer. The white woman's drug. Yeah. Well, you know the what, real- actually, you know what I got the idea from? Felicity <laughs> Huffman in um, oh, Desperate, Desperate Housewives. Wives. Yeah, she's no responsible way. for my whole drug uh, wow. addiction career. Felicity. Yeah, and look at her now, arrested. Mm. Yeah, no, seriously, there was an episode where she started <laughs> taking her daughter's uh, ADHD medication, mm-hmm. and she got all this, like, she was like, oh my God, I'm a super woman, I get all this done, and then it crashed and burned. And I asked my roommate who was on the same stuff, I was like, hey, can I try that? Yeah. She's like, sure, I'll take two, see what happens. And I did, and I was like, it was like one day this, my soul just opened yep. up. It's a Jessica Spano moment though. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so how did you fall into it again this time? Was it just uh, like well, mega so fame over? It was just, I think the, it was like getting out of a routine. Cause I go mm-hmm. to like, um, before draggers, I would go to like 12 step meetings and stuff like that. Like had a, like a mm-hmm. pretty solid routine, mm-hmm. go to yoga, do this, you know, do that. Um, and then I went on, then I started touring and then it was like for the first year it was all adrenaline, not yeah. sleeping, just craziness. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Australia and, um, hooked up with a dude and, and he was high on meth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was kind of it. I, it was like, I remember okay. he didn't, he was so hot, but he didn't, he couldn't, um, keep an erection. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I smoked before I came here. I was like, smoke. I mean, I smoke and I'm hard. He's yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard from many guys on this podcast and otherwise um, that staying hard is tough enough, let alone adding a harmful substance like meth um, to the mix. Um, I just, I can't imagine trying to stay hard in that situation. Um, we definitely don't recommend you going down that rabbit hole, but we do recommend staying hard for the sake of you and the person you're hooking up with. We have an awesome partner called Roman that will take care of this for everyone. Ladies, you need to get these wipes. You will 
love them um and your dude will thank you and dudes get your dudes these wipes and dudes get them for yourself and everybody just penis people need these wipes um because every person with a penis wants to last longer while having sex um but like counting ceiling tires doesn't necessarily always work um so the folks at roman an online men's health company are changing the game with roman swipes the secret to longer better sex Um, roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes clinically proven to help you last longer they're effective doctor approved easy to use and fast acting great sounds too good to be true Yes, it does. Um, but it's not. Um, swipes are the real deal. Studies have shown up to a 340% increase in stamina after three months of regular use. What Super duper. Which is amazing. Um, Roman swipes will ship to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet. Um, what makes swipes better than all those creams and foams is that the desensitizing effect will not transfer to your partner or numb you, um, which is what I was always afraid of. I'm like, well, if it des- desensitizes me then what's the point of staying but no it just it makes you last longer it's amazing um and they're super easy to use just take swipes out of the packet wipe it on your most sensitive areas and wait a few minutes that's it i love that keep roman swipes in your back pocket for longer better sex and get yours fast with free two-day shipping by visiting getroman.com slash how come that is getroman.com slash how come um but back to your story this wasn't just about losing a boner it was about a fucking relapse um so this guy was on meth you kissed him and then it was like ding and then it kind of you just went yeah and then it was just off to the races you're already in that mindset and you're like well yeah. i've already slid down yeah it is crazy like it's really scary that because you can make a decision in your mind mm-hmm. and it's almost like there's no yeah. going back it's so it's so spooky totally yeah um, There's also moments that I feel like you have where it's like your brain is like, don't do this. And then your other brain's like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I don't even. I but don't you even should think that. always listen to the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just never really like. I don't think there's it's really useful to tell people not to do drugs, um, but it's. There's no shortcuts like you can't mm-hmm. you can't get a shortcut um, in life like you're with with the the drugs I liked, I was borrowing time mm, and borrowing happiness. Like I was yeah. like, well, yeah. Cause it was like, yeah. I want time alone where I'm yeah. really, really happy. Mm-hmm. So I'll stay up all night on like on speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I can do whatever, you know, either, whether it's rhinestoning or organizing or jerking off or whatever. It's me alone, happy, happy, happy and focused. And, but you're flooding your neurotransmitters that yeah. need to be replenished and, and it's going to come down even harder. It comes down super hard. Yeah. And then of course, like the, the cycle of addiction, if you're an addict or an alcoholic, then you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You got it. Like you, you, there's no, nothing you can do. Cause you're just going to be like a toothless cracky. Totally. You know, sooner or later. So do you have depression as well as anxiety? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I feel like they go hand in hand. I, they, they really do. They're night. They're very, um, night and day kind of, uh, uh, very complimentary. And I, I hadn't really experienced the kind of depression that I had, um, prior to this year, mm-hmm. because usually like with a relapse off of like any kind of drug, you know, heavy drugs like that, you experience like a long, but not, you know, maybe a week, month. Yeah two months max mm-hmm. they call it anhedonia it's like the total absence of pleasure because you got nothing in your brain right and it just needs to you know uh get back to normal 
but this was long and I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. three months of like four months of literally not wanting to do anything Mm -hmm. and not being interested in anything Mm -hmm. and like sleeping 11, 12 hours, going to bed at eight. Yeah. Just because I was like, I'm done. Yeah. It's so gross and sad. It's never happened to you before? Never. Not that. Okay. I've been sad. I've been like lots of different, like lots of different feelings, always feelings, 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 but never that kind of like empty, um, gray and just, I don't, it's just heavy and Mm -hmm. hopeless. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So I don't. I think I've talked to, I know I've talked about it at least one episode because I had to go in the early episodes to my psychiatrist to make sure that the SSRIs I'm on yeah. weren't, you know, impeding my lady boners or whatever. Uh-huh, and it sure. was fine. But I don't talk about like my depression a ton because like, I don't know. I don't want to have it be like a 13 reasons why situation <laughs> yeah. where people start like committing suicide or what, or thinking it's cool or thinking being depressed is cool or whatever, but Oh God is not cool. I've struggled with depression my entire life. Like I've lived in my bed and it's partly cause I'm lazy, but partly because <laughs> I don't like living here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm not obsessed with being on earth. Yeah. Which is another reason that I say I would never bring a kid into this world because I don't want a kid with my chemical makeup to be like, dude, you didn't want to be here. Why yeah. don't, why would you bring put that on me? Right. I mean, you could have the most um, perfect, angel. perfect angel, stylish, developmentally, just you know, off the charts, happy go lucky. But um, yeah, that whole that I don't want to be here. Like mm-hmm. I'm all set. Like you mm-hmm. guys go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, yeah, and with the anxiety is weird. Like having them both. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I would go to bre- I would go to bed extremely depressed and wake up very very anxious. Yeah. In the the stupidest tiniest things like a phone call, re- having to return a phone call, having mm-hmm. to return a text, and you're and I'm like, why the fuck can I do this? Yeah. And this is not this is beyond laziness because I know what laziness is like. Procrastination. No. This is like this is something else. Oh, I won't send an email sometimes, yeah. even though even I know exactly what I'm going to say. I'm like, I don't want to send it. I can't send it. Yeah. Because that will move life forward. Yeah. And what you're just trying to yeah. do, or cause you even said it before, yeah, you were just yeah. trying to buy time. Yeah. That's like, interesting. I've, I never thought about it that way. Like that's, but that's true. It's like, you're, that would be me participating in my life. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to, uh, yeah. you guys do it without me. I'm so tired. Yeah. Fuck. I used to like, it was so weird. Cause I, I would like laugh a lot and be very energetic and very happy or not even happy, but just like, Mm-hmm. hopeful, mm-hmm. you know, smile at people, talk to strangers, whatever. Yeah. Once I came out of my shell, it was like good to go. Yeah. And then it was just like, Ooh, back in there. I slept on the couch. I had a great bed, but I would just sleep on the couch. Yeah. You know, just doing stupid stuff, weird things like, um, on, you know, in a pile of shit. And then what? I would oh, only, garbage. no, not, not, not actual like feces. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> But you know, I like shower every you know three you know times how drag a week. Roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I am disgusting. Got your padding and a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fake ass? No, it's just a <laughs> diaper full of shit. <laughs> My God. Do you have um, any advice as far as anxiety and depression go? Like how to get yourself out of a hole? Well, I, I don't. Okay. Um, the only thing is, um, 
I guess like the the way it's like sounds like a stupid like Western cliche thing is like the only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. Mm. Um, and usually, the answer that nobody ever wants to hear, including myself, is um, you have to exercise. I knew you were going to say have that. To. It's imperative. Right. Yeah. It's in, you have to be, I, I look at it as like, um, oh, my arm is numb. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I like move it around and, and get the blood back in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's literally just, um, like when you, Nintendo doesn't work and you like you smack it and on blow it. on it. Yeah. yeah. That's like the kind of that mentality. That's a little reboot. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I go upside down, like I do a handstand, like, or, you know, I just, anything and you're not going to feel great totally you're not gonna feel like a runner's high but it's just but eventually it'll get better you have to yeah, yeah. you have and to no like thinking oil up your gears no thinking well yes at, no an thinking. idle mind is the devil's playground my yeah, mom no always thinking. said that to me like try and get as busy as possible take on a hobby anything hang out with other people don't think don't think. Yeah. Because like the mind as a tool is incredibly efficient, but the way that we use it is really destructive. And get out of your bed. I'm the worst person to say this oh, because I, I live in my bed. Oh, see, I don't, yeah, I don't do that. But this is a great segue to our advertiser, Helix Sleep. I mean, I love my bed. I don't get out of my bed all day. <laughs> it's because I'm depressed, but it's also because I've got amazing new Helix Sleep mattress, and I love it. Have you ever tried a Helix Sleep mattress? I have not, but I do. I, I love a good bed. Helix Sleep. They are unreal. Um, they're great for sex. Oh. But seriously, even though I'm saying, like, get out of your bed, like, even depressed people need a bed. And if you're going to be depressed, you might as well have the most wonderful sleep of your life. And my Helix mattress arrived and I'm obsessed with it. Um, I kind of told the listeners last week about how it's really good for sex. Yeah, it's got like a much more sturdy surrounding, like the part that holds it together. So if you sit on the edge, like it won't sink and like... Okay, because maybe I could think like... If you can balance a loop thing on one side and it doesn't, if you bounce and it won't bounce over there. Do you yeah, know what maybe, I mean? Um, the springs are much better for sex. Um, I explained it last episode, but yeah, it's been the most comfortable sleep. I, I've said this a million times, but like I usually have nightmares. I haven't had one on my Helix Sleep mattress oh. yet, like, which is verifiably insane. Um, but if you want your own Helix Sleep mattress, which I'm sure that you will, um, go to helixsleep.com slash howcome. They're offering $125 off if you go to helixsleep.com slash howcome. Um, take their two-minute sleep quiz. It matches you to your perfect mattress based on your body type and sleep preferences. I love that. Um, it is also customized to your unique needs. No more compromising on a mattress that wasn't designed to work just for you. They even make mattresses for couples with different preferences. Um, they just split the mattress down the middle to meet each person's needs and sleep Great. style. They have a 10-year warranty, and you can try your mattress for 100 nights risk-free. So I'm not even there yet if like... I decided I hated my mattress. I could send it back. I won't. I love Super it. Super duper. Um, and they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know you will. Um, so if you want your own Helix Sleep mattress, even if you don't need a new mattress and you think you deserve a better mattress and you want to like improve, improve the quality of your life, it's a really great investment. Um, again, they're offering $125 off right now. Um, so go to helixsleep.com slash howcome, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Um, get up to $125 off. Again, that is helixsleep.com slash howcome. Um, and yeah, take your unboxing video. I 
um, got my mattress and Charlotte and I posted our unboxing video. It was so fun. Um, it The mattress says it can take up to 72 hours to inflate. Mine took two. I love that. Um, Did you ever have body image issues? Um, only like... Uh, not really. Only like I hated the hair on my body. Mm. But I, I was I was always reading uh, Anne Rice vampire novels where they were all hairless bisexual like sure. creatures. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I hated that I had like a hairy ass. I was like, ugh, yeah. gross, <laughs> it's disgusting. You know, or like, I yeah, that's so that I still don't like. Um, I always really- think about that with drag queens too because I'm like. Well, I would want to be hairless because it would make me get into drag easier. <laughs> yeah. But then I would not want to be not hairless if I was living my life as a gay man because totally. like there's a certain like masculinity that comes with yeah. a hairy chest or sure. like half of your eyebrows still yep. being there. Yeah. It that's a whole that is that's like a it's a, an incredibly rich um area to sort of dive into with like exploring all those like gender identities and gender mm-hmm. blurrings and like the um, what do you have to sacrifice and what do you have to like balance and try to it's so fascinating because mm-hmm. I've done it all yeah. where I'm like fuck it I'm like I've shaved my eyebrows and looked like a dying of cancer yeah. and then but in drag it looks amazing, amazing. and then um, you know so it's just a trade off and you can't what I found is that it's very difficult to be an attractive man and an attractive woman <laughs> mm. like full time mm-hmm. both but some people do it it's just Definitely. a lot of work it's just, just a lot of work yeah So you have to devote time like this week or this month being my drag persona is more important to me. Yeah. And totally like I'm on tour. I look like a garbage person when I'm not on stage. Right. You know, totally. Uh, The only thing is (laughs) I'm leaving a stain on this couch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, it's, you prioritize whatever you can. I'm, I've never been like for the, for my identity offstage, I've never been one for like um, trying too much mm-hmm. or like really looking snazzy. Do you find, okay, because I noticed that it's it's one way or the other with drag queens. Like they either in their normal life are dressed to the nines uh-huh. also uh-huh. Or, or just like complete like, like slouch, like kind of yeah. like fade into the wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there is more of a range that I see. Like Trixie looks like a um, like a Midwest like nerdy gamer dude mm-hmm. at a drag. Like yeah. doesn't not clockable at all as a drag queen. No. And then um, you have people from like back home who have they look like bridge troll. Um, <laughs> you know, just like um, with like long fingernails and no eyebrows. Just they look like Disney villains. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Like kind of like Jafar from Aladdin, or like Penguin from Batman. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. A combination of that. Yeah, where like they'll keep their hair long, but it's receding and balding. Oh god! And because they want to snatch it up into a ponytail yep. or something like Ron that. Ron Jeremy with nails. Exactly. That's mm. it. With no eyebrows. With no eyebrows. And, uh, acrylic nails, and, or imagine him with long braids. Oh god. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh. Your first time, sex. Oh yeah. How was that? First Have time, you had sex? I've I've hadn't had sex yet, mm. but I've had a lot of imagery around my first time. Mm. No, um, <laughs> a lot of manifesting. Yeah, I am. Um, wow the the first time I I came, I was actually high on weed. In the shower? No, in my um in my uh, I was like in my bed, and I wasn't. I didn't know how to jerk off yet, totally. So I was like humping. I think I was uh, humping a lot. Maybe like this is rubbing. pre-shower? This is pre-shower when I hadn't got the technique done. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
And so I was like, I was high and I was like, I thought I was going to pee. And then I, and it wasn't, I was like, what the hell is this Mm -hmm. whole new world? Lovely Mm -hmm. girl. And then I didn't have, I didn't have anal sex, receptive anal sex until I was 30. But you were giving it early. Yeah. Like 16. Um, 18, 20. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty early, especially like. And anal sex is not easy. No. And that, that's it's not what, easy at all. But we have a really good anal 101 episode coming up oh, because yeah. people just assume that the first time you have anal, like you shove something oh, massive in there. I, I, no way. So I, the first guy that I had it with had a small dick mm-hmm. and that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, but before that there was lots of lead up. Mm-hmm. I was like this whole popping of one's cherry. Absolutely not. I'm Mm-mm. going to pop my own cherry. Thank you. You're going to ease it. Yes. I'm going to like, absolutely. I'm going to very gingerly and carefully extract this mm-hmm. cherry over the court. Cause I don't, I'm not interested in pain. Yeah. Also not interested Nobody in long term I mean, anal no. fissures. No, exactly. No. None of that. People can be interested in pain, but like most yeah. of pleasure, like you're not, you're not going to like get it by going through pain. No. Yeah. You got to know. I mean, if your, your first introduction to that, like to anal penetration is going to be painful. If there's a whole bunch of shit you got to do and it's like, it's a very tricky thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not to mention the whole cleansing um, rigmarole, mm. which is a whole nother fucking thing. So it's just a lot to deal with. Do you keep douches in the house? Um, I don't, because I don't really bottom that much. Okay. Um, but I, I think I have like a spare one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, it's just like it's such a production. So most of the time, when you're in drag, you're a top. Then yeah, and actually, most of the girls that I know are also that's that, which so is funny. interesting. Yeah, isn't that funny? I love that. Well, a lot of the guys who date who go for the cross dressers and the tea girls and the the girls, they are they want to get. Dominated by a woman. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Fucked yeah. in the butt with a by a chick with a dick. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty. It's funny. Like they're. It's such a nice little switcheroo kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it's like a. Yeah, you get to be everyone all at once. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the first time that you did it was it with somebody romantic or someone random. Uh. The first. No. It was like. The first time you gave. Oh, gave. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember the first mm. time because it was not. Um, it's not. It, I remember there's a particular kind of like performance anxiety around that. Yeah. Like, like, oh, am I going to do this right? I'm like good at fucking. Yeah. Or, like, and also, am I going to like hurt this person? And also, am yeah. I going to do it? Let's let's keep going so I can stay hard and sure. all this stuff. It's like, ugh. there's a lot of anxiety. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. And um. Uh, I, yeah, I, oh, I think it was in, it must've been in like the first few times I was in drag with these guys who they wanted to get fucked, but they didn't know about it. So Mm. it's like the blind leading the blind. So you were young though, like 18? No. Um, twenties. I would, I think, I don't think I started doing anal until I was like in the twenties. Okay. 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 Just like hand jobs, blow jobs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so many wonderful things you can do without so many other things going into the full anal. Totally. Thing. And also eating is great because you eating. can do that. Mm-hmm. Starving yourself for a night of like anal sex, that especially if you don't even know it's a sure thing. Yeah, makes me want to jump off a building. Oh my god! I I mean, girls always have the or not anymore so much because it's becoming more acceptable for us to have hair on our pussies, <laughs> but like. <laughs> 
literally like there's so many memes about like the feeling when he says he's coming over and you shave your entire body but then he doesn't but it's like also you haven't eaten all day like i know that feeling yeah Ugh. and then the next day you're stubbly and alone yep oh my god i you oh you oh i've oh (laughs) you just brought me back yeah like awful spent 45 minutes in the shower like completely smooth starving cancels nothing happens the next day it's just like it's hammer time the worst yeah it fucking sucks shit huh fucking sucks on that note you guys don't fucking cancel on people no. if you're gonna do it try and see them the next day or something where they can still use or send a friend in your place wax or yeah something like that send somebody in your place yeah um do you remember the first time that you received it was a small penis i do right? and it was awful oh it was awful because mm-hmm. I. It happened because I couldn't. I had like a um, erectile dysfunction moment, mm-hmm. which like for the first time ever, I just couldn't keep my boner. And he was. Does the, it matter if you're? Well, I was supposed to top him. Oh, okay, okay. And then I was like, I couldn't. Like, I lost. Yeah, I lost matters. my boner, and I was like, fuck. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe mm-hmm. this is perfect. He, I'm sort of along. I'm well. You know, my training had been going well. Mm-hmm. So, and he was like, he had a tiny, but he was like a dagger dick oh it was this like needly and then wide at the base hard 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 and um yeah and it was just did not it felt awful yeah it felt awful and it got it got kind of well it got kind of rapey but like i I, we don't have to i know it's 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 an overshare but like it was Mm. you know it's just like it sucked. He didn't care about your No, comfort. he just wanted to get off. And right. it was just like, yeah. oh, gross. And it, yeah. it was like, oh, this happened. This is so common. Yeah. This is so a common thing. It's just like asshole dudes want to just like yeah. get their nut and like, blech. Um And then it was just like, I, I felt like I have my um, very short vagina. Yeah. It just bangs against my cervix. Yeah, no. And then you're like, you know what? It's not really worth somebody else's pleasure. I can No. Yeah. No, I, I don't like, yeah, it's so strange. I don't know. Do you, have you got fucked in the butt? Yeah. Yeah. And do you enjoy it? Um, it depends like sometimes if it's very intimate. Yeah. Okay. It can be a very enjoyable oh, experience yeah. for both and it should be. And like, yeah, if it's not, then you should stop doing it. Yeah. And do those other things that we talked about. So many other wonderful things. So many other wonderful things. Um, you're not boyfriending right now. No, it's too hard to be on the road. And yeah, stuff, you know, and you're like kind of newly ish sober too. Like, oh yeah, I isn't like, that like the first year you're not supposed to? It's a good suggestion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good suggestion. So like for now, I like I have um, like I have a couple of where I have like um one dude like in L A that I like to sleep with every once in a while, and he's nice. like so nice and wonderful and nice. chill, you know, and um. It's so like, it's so nice to meet somebody you have like really wonderful physical chemistry with, mm-hmm. and then there's like not a lot of expectations or drama or anything else. Mm-hmm. But it's just like we can reconnect, and it's like ah, oh. totally. It's so cool. That's nice. Yeah, but like, oh god, I went nuts. So I don't, I don't not need a boyfriend for right. a while. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When you're in a relationship, well, you said you get jealous. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. So jealous. It's, it's just it's too much to put your brain through. Yeah, it's like, stupid. especially if you're in a long distance thing, there's there's stupid. too much wondering. Yeah. It's yeah. stupid. Well, I think you're doing so, so great. And I love you. Oh. And 
I'm so happy we met. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. This is of course you're a real cool chick, man. You really think you're a bitch? You're a bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Most of my friends, like my badge of honor, is they're like, "Oh, I thought you were such a bitch before we were friends," and I'm like, "I'm still a bitch, but now we're friends." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, if you don't think I'm a bitch or if you do think I'm a bitch and you love me for it, show us some love. Go to, um, our iTunes and rate, review and subscribe, um, or go to Patreon, send us some money, get some extras, bonus content, all that good stuff. Um, I'm trying to get to that 1000 ratings on iTunes so I can post two episodes. Um, but yeah, stay in touch with me and Charlotte on social at how come podcast and Sharkastic and Remy Casimir. Um, Katya, can you remind everyone where they can follow you oh, online? Sure, yeah. um, if you ever like to log on to the internet on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Katya underscore Zamo, K-A-T-Y-A underscore Z-A-M-O. And that will keep you abreast of all the live goings on. Happenings. And, yeah. And I'm on a, like on a world tour actually right now. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to the UK. So if you live in the UK or in, um, Australia or in Singapore or in the Philippines, um, or in North America, we're going to do all that now until September. Wow. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. I just have to ask this at the end of every episode, at the end of every sexual experience, which this has been mm. Katya, Brian, yeah. did you finish? I, I finished a few times. Amazing. And, um, something squirted out of the back as well. Ooh, yeah. on Tim's couch. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's my library card. That's mm. a celebrity signature. You can sell this cat to an Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Oh. And we'll see you next time on How Come. How Come. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know. When you go all the way from A right down to O. Oh no, I think that I still got a ways to go. Oh, oh, I'm sick of this and I have got to know. How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself I wanna just